All right, so we're into it. Here's my clap. It's my clap. Prepare to enter the elf tree. Here's my ass clap. Hi, dear world. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. How's it going, everybody? I'm Ian. And I'm Joe. And he's excited today. I don't know why. What's so I'm totally stoked. so jazzed, bro. I just feel like it's a Making mile marker. Love. <laughs> what? For two reasons I'm 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 two reasons I'm excited today is the first one being it's our celebratory mile marker 75, 75th oh. show. Oh shit! I forgot. Yeah, I forgot about that. And I more did just set up the project. It says "Hi, dear seventy-five, but <laughs> it didn't really. It didn't re-hit my head, and it's like seventy-five. Oh my god, dude! Yeah. And then uh, it's also, you know, Christmas for stoners. Oh, that's right. Happy four twenty, everybody. It's it's yes. almost four twenty on four twenty. It know, is. Uh, we're we're a little past it. I know. You had to go, but I had to say, come on. We were sitting by the fire, we were getting so high, come on. Been a long night. But who's counting? It doesn't really matter. <laughs> so, um, quick, uh, let's, you and I share a quick story about our first 420s. You got a, you got a good for, first 420 story? First 420 story? You know, honestly, I, ah, uh, I don't. I mean, I've just been getting stoned for so many years of my life. <laughs> it kind of all blends together. Like I didn't Do you even have a best 420 story. I mean, there was a day that I went to the beach and just walked around at the beach. Nice. And it just felt like a magical day. I was also extremely blazed, obviously. But oh, <laughs> but yeah, just walking around feeling like I was in heaven you know my first 420 was actually i was not smoking marijuana at the time it was uh it was what we christian texans liked to liked to partake in and pretend was okay the uh the legal stuff uh salvia you know it's no no not salvia <laughs> but uh you know like k2 and it went by so many different brand names i don't even really know what it was <clears throat> but it did it did the trick and yeah. uh my my very first 420 was trying a brand new strain of that, and it it was so potent it literally knocked me and my brother on our asses. <laughs> that was our first experience of, oh my god, dude, we're never coming down. This is it. This is. It. And we called Shelby. Shelby was in in uh, <clears throat> Nashville, probably with you at the time. Oh, so dang. you 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 probably bore witness to my very first 420 and didn't even know it. Nice. Yeah. I, you know, those are the things that I I feel stick out to me as well is like I know you know I know I've celebrated I've had so many good times with people just smoking a joint or like smoking a bowl like on a back patio that sometimes I forget if that was a 420 you know because there's just yeah you know so I don't and I don't really ever celebrate it in a sense that I'm like I celebrate it like a holiday I just kind of like make sure I have <laughs> something in stock <laughs> yeah and can smoke a bowl or smoke a joint or it, you know. it would probably mean more to us on day on times when uh, you know if we ever stopped smoking if we, if it ever became something we did on on occasion as opposed to on a day yeah um, 
it would just be something, you know, a reason to celebrate. But <clears throat> it's like it's like a guy who goes to the bar every night getting all jazzed and celebrating St. Patty's Day. Like, yeah, exactly. What's the difference? Exactly. You know? So, but, you know, it is a it is a reason to to have camaraderie and, and yeah. people to come together. And, you know, there's always some, you know, there's always good jokes. And, you know, there's <clears throat> it's an excuse to have a have a, a an event of sorts, but not that we really can at the moment with the COVID. I know we're still in quarantine right now. I mean, this is our second episode in quarantine, right? We're getting close. It is. Yes, this is we're getting close to um the proposed halfway point we started april no we started march 19th and it was supposed to end april 19th you know big old 420 party you know for for freedom from quarantine and they did just extend it in la county till at least the what the 15th of may Um, yeah i and then i also talked to uh somebody today that was saying they've been hearing that it's till the end of the month to end of may so i'm not really sure what the truth is i did hear Till the fifteenth, but if it was extended to the end of the month, then I didn't know yeah. about that. I, you know, I didn't look it up, but the the last I heard was L.A. County May fifteenth. Um, that does that's not to say that the governor might not have superseded that and said the whole state until the end of May. Yeah, I I have not looked that kind of stuff up. It's you know we're at a point right now where I I'm intrigued at everybody telling me all the different facts, and I say facts in quotes. Um, yeah. <laughs> That I either know or are not accurate or am able to go like look up and and kind of get some context of things, you know, because people keep uh, they keep misrepresenting what has happened. Yeah. Uh, in, in, you know, just small but important ways. Um, and it's, you know, m- detaching myself from the emotional part of what is going on has really helped me kind of one, keep myself under control you know hold on to my shit yeah but kind of figure out what is and is not real and and i I don't even mean real in in you know how can we ever know anything is real but right you know certain misrepresentation of things that are going on i know what the governor actually said or i know what has actually you know the words that have been used and blah 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 so you know i've been i've been using as an opportunity to educate myself about one, what is going on, and two, how to kind of navigate the media, how to navigate yeah. what is being thrown at me, you know, true or not. It's, yeah. it's been interesting. It's been, it's been a very interesting, you know, couple of weeks since, what, we recorded the last episode. You still there? Let's see. I just lost Ian. Hey, are you there? Oh, I am here. Okay, you you're there? back. Well, we're back anyway. So and here we're we back. Are. Uh, technical, technical issues. We're going to call those the COVIDs. <laughs> the COVIDs. Sorry, everybody. We had a COVID. Um, yeah, it's been, to me, like, I feel like the, the confusing or the frustrating part is just kind of having this perception of the media in general and knowing that, like, anytime people share information about COVID or whatever, it's coming from that space. It's most people's uh information is heavily controlled like the narrative of what's happening but at the same time there's been so many other people asking questions that are pretty valid you know and so whenever i hear someone asking me something or saying like oh this is a new fact or this is a new thing i'm kind of just frustrated by it to be honest just because i don't trust those sources at all you know and it's it's worth you know getting information from every source you can 
but knowing which ones are fraudulent, which ones are legit, which ones are your friends versus which ones are definitely to be taken, uh, you know, as a grain of sand versus, uh, or grain of yeah. salt, whatever. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know what is, is and is not true about, you know, the, the infection rate of this thing or the mortality rate of it and, and just kind of what is going on. All I have to go off of is what is being reported to me versus, you know, kind of what I'm seeing is, is going on and just kind of, again, being careful, looking out for myself and, and the, the people that I love first and foremost, and then, you know, being socially responsible. You yeah. know, I, I don't, I don't go anywhere, which is not the most of a stretch for me, I suppose. You know, I'm a, I'm kind of a homebody. I like to spend my time at home creating and or spending time with people that I, I care about. Yeah. So it's, it's to be halfway through what they have said is going to be this quarantine kind of threshold at this moment. It's interesting, but at the same time, you know, we, this was supposed to be the end of it and we'll, I'll believe it when I see it. Yeah. I wonder, cause I guess there's, um, well, by the time this airs, uh, there will have been a, a, a an address by Trump. Probably a press conference around now, five or six, maybe, or maybe Something it was earlier like that, this yeah. afternoon. But kind of his idea of you know bringing businesses back online, I guess. Well, then maybe it, maybe we could look that up real quick. So I see an episode, well, it's CNN, and I don't trust them at all, but the headline is Trump completes reversal telling governments you're going to call your own shots and distributes new guidelines. That's the, uh, that's the headline. Whitehouse.gov slash opening America. Opening up America again. <laughs> is that what it's called? Yes, it is. Somebody, somebody spent time designing how this was going to look. Granted, it may have been a day or two, but things are moving very quickly in this this situation yes phase one <clears throat> whoa what the fuck shoots you down to phase one a blue page <laughs> phase one all vulnerable individuals should continue to shelter in place that's all we need to know that's right all individuals when in public should maximize physical distance from others which we already knew avoid socializing in groups of more than 10 obviously we knew this and minimize non-essential travel and adhere to CDC guidelines, another organization I don't trust personally, but that's just me. So there we go. So yeah. I'm going to just I'm just going to point out nothing in there says that they should that they are recommending wearing of masks. Correct. It doesn't say it. Yeah. So, you know, everybody's doing this of their own accord. It is not a law. You're not going to get a ticket for it. Just pointing out those are those are the things that I hear. It's like, you know, if you go outside more than twice, you're, you know, uh, people may be saying and doing, you know, that on individual levels in England, but <clears throat> I'm, I'm not sure that that stuff like that, I, I haven't done the research, but this, this is not saying anything of those, those sorts. Yeah. It's just interesting. I'm more curious about, cause I'm seeing that there's criteria phase one, phase two, phase three. I'm just curious when we step into these new phases, like how do we know? You know, and I'm sure it says it somewhere, but well, it does. It says it right underneath. So phase one for states and regions that satisfy the gating criteria. But what is the I gating? That, criteria? I don't know what the, it's it's probably up here. I mean, it's probably part of all this shit that. Yeah. Proposed state or regional gating criteria. 
symptoms, downward trajectory of influenza-like illnesses reported within a 14-day period, and downward trajectory of COVID-like symptoms, syndromic cases, excuse me, reported within a 14-day period. Cases, downward trajectory of documented cases within a 14-day period, or downward trajectory of positive tests as a percent of total tests within a 14-day period. And then hospitals treat all patients without crisis care. Robust and robust testing program in place for at-risk healthcare workers, including emergency antibody testing. So, I mean, it, it is laying out, this is the criteria for you guys to be able to start phase one. Then, for states and regions with no evidence of a rebound and that satisfy the gating criteria a second time. So, I guess after 28 days, technically. Yeah. You can move on to phase two. For states and regions with no evidence of a rebound and that satisfy the gating criteria a third time. So after 14 additional days. So, I mean, okay. Nice. Okay. So this is going to turn into a race. We are literally going to see uh, a reality show hosted by Ryan Seacrest. Who's going to be the first state yeah. to satisfy? <laughs> oh How God. much is that? 30, 12, 42 days. So is this where we see uh, states become... Wolf Blitzer is going to host this shit. It's going to be it's going to be the biggest television event this side of the elections. Well, do you think they're going to promote it that way, though? If Trump has said that the federal government is going to allow state governments to call their own shots based on these guidelines, then yes, Uh, promote it. No, but I mean, you think they'll make a game out of it, though? And like, I think somebody will make a game out of it. Yes. I I mean, and, and dude, who doesn't want to be the first American state to open back up again? Yeah. Who wouldn't? True, because you, know, I mean, you kind of realize that each, like whatever states do, it's only going to flood their business economy. market. Yeah, their economy is yeah. going to be exploding, especially people that are manufacturing things and all that. Right. You know, for everything to be shut down is an incredible inconvenience, but, you know, there are positive benefits. The, the sky and the air is cleaner. Um, traffic is incredibly reduced from where it was. Yeah. Completely. Um, you know, I mean, there there are those things, but I for goodness gracious, it's it's almost literally like everybody's gone underground to like walk outside. You see all of maybe ten people. You know where you see usually ten people within your like apartment complex. I wonder how you know, I wonder uh, how this is going to affect the long term. You know, do you think people are going to want to practice this? You know what I mean, like. Mm-hmm. No, I don't. Honestly, I, I don't think people are going to want to if it if we can if we can prove that it isn't going to continue to come back. I mean, that and it, and uh, it's <clears throat> I don't know. I don't know what the long term effects are going to be because we are still in the process of we're still in the in the emergency phase. We're still in the process of the screw up. Yeah. I, and I, 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 I don't mean that in a in a you know, hateful way or, or uh, cynical. What's the word? Thank you. I do not mean that in a cynical way. I, I just mean like we are <laughs> when you when you see a, a major car wreck in a movie and it goes into slow motion and like a two second moment is like see 
in slow motion, like 8,000 frames a second. Like that we're still in the midst of, of that. Yeah. We do not know how many months or years or decades it's going to take to, to, to rebuild. I mean, we are, we are knocking down houses of cards and you can't just put them back up the same way that they were. It's never going to work that way. It's always going to be different. Yeah. How is it going to be different? What is going to change? You know, hugs are an incredible an incredible part of a lot of people's personalities. I do not have the numbers in the history to to warrant me not hugging and and shaking hands with people just because I'm afraid I'm getting sick. You know, I mean, if I if I like have an illness and I'm sick, I'm not going to go and like hug you. I'll be like, hey, sorry, man, I'm not going to I'm sick, bro. But I'm never going to not hug you or not shake somebody's hand when I'm introducing myself on fear of something yeah. like that. Because there's not the numbers to to warrant that. Yeah, I agree. And and honestly, in like history. Yeah. And I think there's so many unknowns about this virus in general that I definitely don't think it warrants, you know, because I've been hearing people say the only way you can get it is by injection. Literally. So I don't know how truthful that is, but that's I've been hearing it. Get what? The COVID. The COVID? So I'm sitting there going, okay, so you could even possibly get it, even if someone sneezed on your face. You know, it's like if you have to be injected by. Well, I mean, if you've got that source, I'd love to take a look at that because that is. Yeah. I mean, that kind of flagrantly flies in the face of everything. Everybody. Well, I know that's what's weird. That's what's conflicting around, you know, in my head about it is I don't fully know because I don't know. I'm not a biochemist. I'm not a researcher, but, you know, I, I, I am a researcher, but I'm not like somebody who's presenting all of the, the things I find. I just kind of hear different people ha- have interviews about stuff and they say one thing about it. It's It was this thing and now it's this thing. And I'm just kind of like, okay, well, right now, as far as we know, the mainstream idea is that you can get it just by, you know, touching a door handle that has it or whatever within that incubation time or whatever. But um, because I don't fully know the dangers of it, I'm not really that concerned about it. Uh, for some reason, because there's so much conflicting information, and even then, the worst case scenario version of it is it you know it travels up to 14 feet or 15 feet or whatever it is in the air for hours. All these things, it's like okay, well, there is no escaping this damn thing. If that's the truth, then right. So there's definitely no reason to fear it because apparently it can last. On, you know, uh, 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 vapors can last. Even from you breathing, they can travel up to 27 feet and, you know, last hours and all that kind of stuff. And it's like, I mean, I mean that's game, this, that's full spectrum. You telling us over. this, you're you, you telling us this one does not change that that has always been the case. And and so many of these viruses are, quote unquote, airborne. So, I mean, why do I not get the flu every fucking time I go outside? Yeah. You know, um, and strong immune system. Hey, well, I am. Uh, I am pretty healthy. Yeah. I will say. Yeah, I mean, I think that is that is the key. Most people, you know, you think of all the people you know that are not healthy, the way they eat, the way they treat their bodies, all these things. So you realize, yeah, yeah more people do have a lot to worry about. Those people who are not taking care of themselves or eating right or building their immune systems up versus they're constantly tearing it down or, you know. I hope that a lot of that stuff changes, you know, and I don't just mean people's health and eating habits and all that kind of stuff, but, you know, the overinflated way we spend money as a society and as a government. And, you know, I mean, just what we put our values on, you know, I mean, people joke that 
everybody spending all this time together is going to eventually end up in, you know, I saw a tweet that said, how are all you married couples out there doing? I haven't seen a tweet that says he's my world or she's my entire universe in a while. <laughs> it's like, oh shit, you got like all these fighting couples at this point. But you know, it's said as a joke, but I, uh, I'm seeing a lot of people coming together. You know, I'm seeing, you know, there's uh, all sorts of like live stream shows that people have started up. Now, granted, it's people that already have a name like John Krasinski or Miley uh, Cyrus. My, did she come up with it? Yeah, she's, she's doing a uh, name. like a oh, really? Yeah, show on her Instagram. Um, oh, well, I mean, yeah, sure. Yeah, but, but I mean, Stephen Colbert and, uh, you know, James Corden and all that kind of stuff. I mean, they're all been, they've all been doing their shows from home on zoom. So, I mean, all businesses, so many more businesses are are still up and running and people are, are loving it. People are just loving being able to congregate around their, their computers yeah. and like stream and interact. And I mean, I'll say it's cool. I love it. Yeah, I, do, definitely. I do enjoy being able to do the show with you and have it be something that, you know, only takes a couple hours instead of me driving over to your house in traffic and, you know, wanting to hang for a few hours just to make it worthwhile for the, the hour drive back. Yeah. You know, and, and all that. This is, uh, this is, I'll say more convenient. It definitely is. Yeah. And it's also been fun to like watch people perform. Like I've been watching a lot of house shows. I haven't, you know, what's so funny is I haven't even done one yet. <laughs> I've just done a couple little things where I like, I went live once like a month ago, but it was while I was editing something. That's right. And you're, you're, uh, you were filming your screen the whole time, weren't you? I think so. I can't even remember. It was just like, it wasn't a thing that I made it, you know, I didn't make it a thing where I could like interact with anybody. But um, no, I was just going to say that's, that's something that I'm really appreciating about this time. It's just given like, like Hotel Cafe, they've been doing like, songwriter nights where they're still doing shows they'll still host shows through their instagram or i guess on facebook through facebook um and so you can still see people play live but everyone's in their houses you know so it's just funny it's interesting like i I, that is cool i like it but i definitely miss like grabbing a little whiskey watching a friend play you know there's something that's missing from the energy for sure i mean there are a lot of, you know, first release movies that are coming out as opposed to them being in theaters. And, you know, that's great. I love watching movies in the comfort of my own home. But there's something missing from from being in a theater and like hearing their good sound system and hearing it reverberate and feeling the energy of the audience, whether we're all digging it or whether we're not digging it or. Yeah. You know, you miss that from from live shows. You miss it from sports and theater and, mm-hmm. you know, pretty much everything. There's a congregation of more than 10 people. Yeah. Although. <laughs> Apparently, apparently churches, they're still, they're still going, <laughs> man. They're fucking holding on. I mean, are, are they, I wonder what the attendance is like at, at church, you know, like are people going or I, mean, I wonder if they're like, it's going to be, it's going to be the diehards, you know, it's never going to be uh, as, as full a congregation as you're going to get at the, the height of a typical Easter service. There was like a, there was that one pastor who was like speaking out against, you know, adhering to the quarantine, you know recommendation and he wanted to have his service and apparently the guy died he was like one of the dudes that was put in the media it's very interesting yes what did he die of though i mean they corona, say sure, they say but, coronavirus but, yeah they of course they say coronavirus but i wonder what else was was going on with him did he have high blood pressure did he have breathing problems oh he probably was he totally fucking did. old he was you an know, old man I mean, where that was yeah. was there exactly i mean was there a lot or of this older. kind of stuff that it's like statistically he he fit into the 
the risk category more than once. Yeah, that's true. You know, I mean, that's that's something some of the other alternative media shows have been just pointing out. Uh, An incredible, uh, an incredibly high percentage of the deaths, if you actually took the time to look into them, uh, these people had one, if not two or three pre-existing conditions and or were elderly, were uh, elevated in age. Yeah. There's also like, so, uh, you know, Dr. Oz. The the wonderful wizard of? <laughs> yes. No, the, yes, the guy Dr. that, yeah, I guess he's like a, is he, I don't know what, he, I don't even know what he actually practices. He's a television show host. Yeah, he's a TV I don't, host. He, he probably did, but I mean, and he probably is still, I would imagine he's still, you know, licensed and shit, but whether he has his own patience, I don't know. He was on a, uh, I can't remember what news station, it was a major one, but he was giving an interview and he was talking about how he thought all of this was to the, like, he feels that students should just go back to school. And he said that. Well, first, we need our mojo back. Let's start with things that are really critical to the nation where we think we might be able to open without getting into a lot of trouble. I tell you, schools are a very appetizing opportunity. Uh, I just saw a nice piece in the Lancet arguing that the opening of schools may only cost us two to three percent in terms of total mortality. And, you know, that's any life is a life lost. But to get every child back into a school where they're safely being educated, being fed uh, and making the most out of their lives with a theoretical risk in the backside, uh, it might be a trade off some folks would consider. We need to get industry back, supply lines. I mean, things that we can do without putting the nation at risk. Like that was his concept about it. Which makes me wonder, like, because that's so, to me, it's so absurd to even, like, consider that. But at the same time, maybe he knows something about something. I don't know, you know, and has an opinion that's like, yeah, it's really not a big deal. And kids aren't going to die. So who knows? Yeah. I mean, who who does know? Yeah. Because we have no way of verifying any of the information we're getting. And that's a shame. Yeah. You know, it's a it's a shame that that it's so scary and it is so um it's it's so crippling for a lot of people to the point that you know people are losing motivation you know a lot of people are finding the silver lining which is great yeah you know being able to 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 fill your time and not be bored and and be creative and things like that but i've i've definitely witnessed some people that you know are are pulling their hair out and you know not not built for a life of isolation and or homeschooling we'll say yeah you know it's it's just uh they weren't built for tough for for tough (laughs) sponsored by we'll be right back yeah it seems similar to you know the 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 come togetherness of patriotism that we experienced after 9-11 but but as america it was it was interesting it's been interesting to me to continue to remind myself that we are not the only country that's experiencing this right now. Right. Yeah. You know, I was talking to my parents and I'm like, "Are we sure? I mean, do you how how much have you heard about what's what the rest of the world is is actually doing? Are they are they freaking out and panicking as much as we are or is that just what, you know, CNN and MSNBC are reporting?" And they both were like nodding their heads up and down cuz I mean, they listen to alternative, not alternative, but they listen to world news programs. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and so they do get to hear kind of what is going on. Plus they, my mom knows a bunch of people in many different countries that she's had the opportunity to catch up with. Yeah. So, I mean, this is, this is what people are doing around the world. It's just kind of, people are making the best of it. Yeah. I mean, that's all. And it it is good to see because I don't like, I don't like feeling as though I'm helpless and hopeless. 
Yeah, exactly. And apparently nobody else does either. And and good on us. Yeah, I was thinking about uh you know, Pornhub is probably, you know, seeing a, a spike in views and uh well, I mean, <laughs> dude, they're giving away giving away free premium and Oh my uh, god. Yeah, dude. Speaking of, how's uh how's your mustache? I saw I saw on Instagram Wait, what, a couple days speaking ago that of, you started. What do you mean? You like started the perv stash? I mean porn stash, bro. <laughs> porn stash. <laughs> it's weird because i've never grown one before and i'm it's still very you know it's still very early and still very pedro from napoleon dynamite it's it's not that great but i'm I'm gonna let it go until it's a decent length and then i'll shave it off <laughs> you know what you should do you should you should yeah you should let it grow till it's you know a length that you can tolerate then shave it off and grow it again because the more you shave it off and grow and shave and grow and shave and grow, I mean, maybe not necessarily all the way down, but, you know, the more it grows out, the thicker it'll get. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, However, the other thing, too, is battling... I'm not I'm not crazy stoked about facial hair. So that's the other side of it that I'm a little worried about is I don't want to, like, encourage my <laughs> facial hair to explode even more because it's already a bitch to, to shave. I but, see. you know, I'm going with well, it. Well, I mean, your, your, your bloodline, though, it's... Uh... Not necessarily the most known for facial hair, right? Not really, no. Na- Native Americans? We're not right? the hairiest of, of the bunch, but... Right. Yeah, it's, you're not... Unless it's on your head. Swedes or Norwegians. Yeah. What's what's the guy from uh, from Game of Thrones? Mr. Mr. Firebeard? Oh, see, I don't even know. I never so watched Game of Thrones. Oh, right. You didn't watch Game of Thrones. I watched the first, I think, Shame. first or second episode. Shame. 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 I will at some That's point. It. I know I will. I mean, it was good. It was a very good, like, fantasy period piece. Yeah. It it went... Did you watch Lost? I did, yeah. Without getting spoilery, it went the way of Lost, unfortunately. It had so much potential, and it just fucking stumbled in the in the last season. And just, you know, was, was very underwhelming. Yeah. But it doesn't mean the buildup wasn't incredible. I still feel like, you know, and, and I jumped on board fairly early. So I, I was able to go a couple of years oh, and, gotcha, and like yeah. get the excitement of it, which is fun. Yeah. No, that's, that's the thing is I feel like shows are exciting when you can be in that flow of watching it. Like I, I watched, um, the walking dead, all of those seasons and I was way nice. the hell behind on that. But then I finally caught up and it was kind of cool to know what people were talking about when I previously didn't know and didn't care. So I would just like yeah. block out any of that conversation. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's, it is, it is nice. I it felt the same way about Breaking Bad. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, that was a great and Tiger show. King, to be quite honest. I mean, I, I finally watched Tiger King, which to be <laughs> honest, was not a, was not a great documentary. It was not a, a well-constructed documentary in my opinion. It got a lot of hype. It was flashy. The subject matter yeah. was, was outrageous, which was great. It was cool. Um, but I, I, as a filmmaker, as a storyteller, I'm like, this thing is every, is all over the place. It like jumps, it seems to jump in timeline or subject matter. It, it uh, more times than, than I was comfortable with. I didn't, did not like the way they yeah. presented that information. Yeah. I mean, they were definitely trying to, I guess, show a specific story, like share it a certain way, but they, yeah. they use all, all the same tricks. I feel like a lot of these, um, mini document, what do you call this? A mini series? A they, docu- they call series? it a limited series. Yeah. It's like a docu series. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and I guess they're going to release another episode at some point. Apparently I heard they were going to drop another episode. Yeah. I saw, I saw a headline about it and it, 
from what I understand, it was based on a comment made by the Jeff Lowe guy. Oh, okay. How official that actually is, I don't know. He may have just been talking shit and with his own money might hire his own crew and film an episode that actually tells his side of things. And, you know, whether it go- comes out on Netflix or not, that remains to be seen, I guess. Yeah. But, so do you think know. the uh, Carol Baskin lady killed her husband? Carol Baskin. Carol Baskin. Carol Baskin. Carol Baskin. Carol Baskin. Carol Baskin. I don't know. I, I, I th- There was in no way, shape, or form a fair shake when it came to the way the information about Carol Baskin and her, her late husband were presented. Yeah. You know, it's, I mean, sure. Based on what they said, that could absolutely have happened. But uh, so many other things could also have happened. Yeah. I don't Who was your favorite character of the whole show? <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. I have no idea. Mine, <laughs> I don't know, mine man. was the guy they, that talked like this. You know, it wasn't was even that? until the place burned down that I didn't even know. He was always smoking. Uh, oh, yes, actually. <laughs> I liked him a lot. I really did like him. Um, he was a guy, I guess, that was running his production company there. Rick Kirkman. Rick Kirkman. Yes. And I, yeah, I mean, he was somebody who, who had a reputation. He, you know, he was, he was respected in the, the television and, and documentary and news industry. So, you know, I mean, he was probably the right person for Joe Exotic to hire. I'm wondering how they got all that footage that they had when the place burned down and apparently all the hard drives and everything were there. I, I, that was one thing I was like, how did they get so much footage then if all of that previous stuff was supposedly burned? Um, the previous stuff, to, so to my understanding, it was not, I mean, there had to have been copies of some of that, but I thought that the documentary that Netflix was airing was shot by the guy at the very beginning, not the guy you're talking about, not homie with the hat. He was doing a reality series and producing Joe Exotic's internet radio or internet web show. So that, in my understanding, is the footage that was lost, not the footage of the guy from the five years. Okay, so they till now that's actually on Netflix. Okay, because I know he. The, the it was Kirkman not that guy. footage, correct. Well, the Kirkman guy was devastated when the place burned down, you know? Right. The Kirkman guy was hired to run Joe Exotic's TV network, his his web network, and he was also going to make a four-real-television reality series on Joe Exotic. And I was under the understanding A&E. that all of that... Oh, okay, so all of that footage was not stored there. that then. footage... So all of that footage that they were doing of the reality show for the for the network, plus all of the internet web show. God damn, why am I having such a hard time saying that? His web show, that is all the footage that was burned. Anything that we that obviously that we saw on Netflix was not in there because it was on Netflix. Right, so right. The footage that we are seeing is either from other people's sources or this guy filmed himself in the five years up through now. I see. Which is separate from the fire. Gotcha. In my understanding, none of the Netflix documentary footage was in the fire. Gotcha, gotcha. If we're wrong, write in. Yeah, if we're wrong, please. Call us up, 555, Big Bear. Big Bear. Yeah, we, uh, I mean, speaking of, you know, 
documentaries. No, uh, good. I sent, a, a well done documentary, by the way. Yeah, yeah. I sent you, uh, um, you and Martin, this movie that I came across via the Q map. Oh, Q, yes. Q Anon, that Q Anon phenom, uh, posted the video. So I went and watched it and I was like, oh, man, this is a must see for anyone that's just trying to understand what's been going on. You know, the things that tug at my heart as an artist and as someone who does want to work their way up in the, in their own, hopefully, uh, if I'm lucky enough, I can, you know, build my own castle that I'm not, you know, having to, I'm not beholden to some evil over overlord in the industry. That's like make or breaking my career. You know what I mean? Right. So I see how like this documentary was something that was very palatable for the average person who, who knows nothing about, um, a lot of subjects that have been going on for quite a few years that have affected the world, you know, in, in such a negative way, you know? Um, Joe's talking about a movie called out of shadows. Didn't even mention the movie. Did I didn't even mention the movie being very vague it's, yeah, about it's, the subject matter, but, but for good yeah, reason, it's called to be out of quite shadows. Fair. It's called out of shadows. Um, and in a nutshell, it's a documentary by which, uh, a person who has worked his way up and was well respected in the industry gets uh, he uh is essentially revealing what he has noticed in his opinion and his his line you know connect the dots lines of the uh, essentially pedophilia in Hollywood there's no real you know sugarcoated way to to say that yeah but that's that's what it is and it is in a very palatable way i was not it was not something that I, I'm like, oh, I mean, I could never send this to my parents, but I could, I mean, you know, could send it to my brother and be like, you know, I mean, take a look at this. I think you'd understand it and, and you know, get it. Yeah. So it's so like, I mean, I'm curious. I'm just curious why. I mean, obviously I know why you wouldn't want to send it to your parents, but I don't know. I just feel like it, it, it was such important information for people to understand. Like to me... When I have conversations with people and I can't really relate to the way they see their information or the way they comprehend reality, right. like this helped me go, okay, if you want to understand how I'm seeing the world and the information that I've exposed myself to by just from so many different angles, yeah. this documentary put it together in a concise way that completely makes sense that makes sense to anyone who doesn't really have time to go research all of these stories yeah. and all of these things they can go and well i think find sorry go ahead oh i was just gonna say you could just go and, and find a documentary like this that somebody poured their heart into that really did have that insider information on uh the credibility that i feel like so many documentaries lack is people who truly you know were on the front lines of something and i mean well most documentaries have those people but um, but but documentaries this subject matter that deal is, with this kind of subject matter are typically made by people in their own homes, and they're very raw, and they're very like you know the, they might use a lot of like clip art and stock images and whatnot, and and their 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 voiceover is usually very monotone and this and that because yeah, what doing they're it doing with is they're presenting right exactly they're they're presenting information and that's what's important to them. This movie. On the contrary, I was going to say, I, I might send to my parents. The, the subject is just, is just heavy, but it does, it heavy. would help 
it would help explain those kinds of things in a more palatable way, um, as opposed to trying to send something like Zeitgeist or, you know, what is it? Uh, dark, dark legacy, something like that. I mean, those are, those are raw and rough, but the, the information yeah. in them is no less, no less real. You know, this one just is, is intro intro. Yeah, to. exactly. So it's, it's, it's worthwhile. It's worth checking out out of shadows documentary. Let's post a, post a link, I guess. Yeah, I mean the thing is too is when I watched it, it had like two million views, and now it's over seven point four. Nice million views. I mean it's spreading like crazy. Well, that's good. So people are obviously sharing it. You know. Well, it came out when was it Easter Sunday? I think so. Yeah. I think so. So it's been out barely a week. The like to dislike on it is crazy. It's like at the at the time it was. Several hundred thousand likes versus like four thousand dislikes. Let's take a look. YouTube out of shadows. So it's two hundred. Well, it's two hundred twenty-five thousand right now, versus four point four. Two. Where Where is this? It's definitely not on the search. Yeah, they're hiding it. I'm they telling are. you, they are trying to hide it. They are. I'm seeing articles come out where people are like, "Is YouTube hiding out of shadows?" You know. Or is YouTube preventing people from finding Out of Shadows documentary? Yes. And they are, because when I was searching for it, <laughs> yes, they are. the first couple of days it popped up. And then now when you search, you have to really search for the original. And now people are starting to post it again well, just to get other versions of it out there. Well, good. Yeah. I mean, so they, there's another version of it that has over a million views. So it technically has over 8 million views. Wow. Close to 9. Yeah. That's yeah. Great. So it, you- it's definitely connecting to people. It's giving people an inside look at what has been happening in Hollywood and also happening with the media in general and how, you know, the CIA has basically been involved in so many movies and has been narrating or, or putting together a narrative for people through the film industry. Right. And it's and, it, uh, all the information here. I mean, it's open record, right? It's all stuff that <clears throat> it's all stuff that, People could go and research this, the the facts and the this is and that's and timelines for themselves, and then it, it, he has just made his own connections, and and it is yeah. it is him and and the people who appear in the documentary's opinion on what is going on. Now, it's not to not to say that you know a lot of this weird freaky shit is probably going on, but there's you know no way to know for sure, and there's no like. <laughs> There's a lot of problems well, the with, easiest with thing- making real accusations against real people, you know, over this right. kind of shit, which is why it has to be as general and as vague as it is. Yeah. I mean, there, you know, to me, the easiest concepts to take away from a film like that is not so much of like, oh, this is happening 100%. I know it. Uh, it's not that. It's more of, I think, the way they break down the way media is controlled. Mm-hmm. And how media is controlled over everyone, like how we are all completely underneath an umbrella of control, where in a sense of like the the content we consume and the news companies and all of the what those actually are. And when you kind of realize, you know, because you see those we've done those before where you see all the, the super cuts of everybody in the media saying the same exact script. Um, well, like this. This, this is, is extremely, extremely dangerous to our democracy. They use the exact exactly. same clip that we keep using. I mean, it's it's the thing. Yeah. So to me, that's the takeaway for me is going, yes, people need to understand how they're 
how their perceptions are being shaped. And it's just, I, I don't know. I feel like that's a fundamental important thing uh, for everybody, you know, but some people don't want to hear it as well. So I, I understand that. I mean, it's, it's scary. I don't understand it, but I do understand it. Yeah. I mean, you, but to yeah. me, it's like, I know so many people have looked into this and the one thing that's not taken into an account is how many people have been affected by this through depression, through sadness, through confusion, through frustration, because you can't get other people not to pay attention to it, to like dwell on it. It's not about dwelling. It's about knowing that there is a major problem going on through the power, you know, power structures that run our country, that run our financial institutions, that run our, our media and, and all these things where it's like, okay, according to documentaries like this, this is happening. And I, I, based on my own experiences, I have no fucking doubts it's happening right? Um, whatsoever. So it's like, to me, the, the important thing is people going, okay, there is something wrong. Now, now as all of us together can really change the system when we know who our enemies are and we know what things are really destroying, I think, the goodness of our souls, you know? Right. And I that's wonder, important. I wonder what kind of documentaries we're going to get in the next couple of years that we'll be looking back and investigating what's happening right now with Corona. I mean, yeah, I, you know, I think so, I mean, man. It's in, in the same kind of way with the same kind of, again, skeptical, not cynical, but, you know, discerning eye. So. Well, it'll come down to the bills and the laws that are being changed and how those laws are going to change surveillance and yeah. the powers that they're going to give... Uh, like cellular companies to be sharing data, like Google and Apple are coming together to create a data tracking on people who have coronavirus. And so who knows how that will come together. They right. still have to like propose their plan, but they have agreed to do it. And so it's like very creepy to say these companies are going to be, and we already know that they're monitoring all our shit, but it's I was like, gonna say it's not going to take them very long. No, but it's it's to me the thing the precedence that's being set is getting people to accept this kind of surveillance over their realities, over their lives, over their every move, and right. potentially you know because we're seeing that in China they've got like a social, uh, what is it like a social like social points and stuff. Yeah, social points. So if you if you're in a certain bracket or you have a certain number, or I think they're color coded too. Yeah, then you can't do certain things. You can't fly. On an airplane, you can't. I mean, man. it's crazy, man. Yeah, no, you're absolutely. So right. you become, you become, essentially a slave to the system of that little game. Yeah. Because if you get, if if you're all of a sudden, you know, you want to go visit Texas, but you can't get a rental car, because your social status is at a certain level. Exactly. That's kind of crazy, you know. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, um, that's, that is why I hope that people continue to pay attention. You know, I, I do see people paying attention, even though, you know, they're still participating in a bunch of the social distancing and all that kind of stuff. A lot of people are paying attention to what's going on. And a lot more people than I expected are are thinking critically. Ian, you about traveled a non-essential route six times this month and sure. you are now being fined. But you're now being, but, you know, I, that's that's the thing is that so the second the second that starts happening people are going to start suing and things are going to become very clear what is and is not legal and what is and is not enforceable. Yeah, because you know? it's definitely been far more strict in other countries yeah. where they've got police on the streets. We're not literally. There. No, we're, we're not there at all. At that, but at that point. 
but I think you can still get a ticket if you're in a public park. Is that correct? No. Like if you go to a park no. and you just lay on the not, grass? Not to my knowledge, no. Um, if, you know, I mean, gosh, if I guess if the park itself is closed, all that the park next door to me, all that the signs say is parking lot closed. There are still people that run around the track. There's just not a whole slew of people. And I imagine they've canceled things like organized sporting, like, you know, soccer practices and baseball practices utilizing those fields and shit. But, you know, I just I've been hearing the drum team at the school down the hill. They've been uh, they've been practicing. I mean, hey, as long as they're social distancing, I guess they're they might they, be allowed. They probably to. are. They're you probably know? like I mean, they're six all feet like apart. six feet apart, and that's why it's like carrying. <laughs> but um, hey, are you uh, you down for a quick guest if he's if he's amenable? Yeah. All right. All right. Let's take a let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. Bong, 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 bong. Do you find yourself dozing off at work? Do you find yourself getting lost in an abyss of your own thoughts? Well, let me tell you something. That's badass. That's badass. That's badass. That's I'm going to call Martin because he just sent us a text message that I, I really want to include him on if, if I can like make this nice. work. Let me see. I, His I text see message the... is a, it's a screenshot. It says KTLA. L.A. Mayor Garcetti to be joined by actor Sean Penn for today's coronavirus response update. Oh, my God. Thank God. Sean Penn's on it. <laughs> Are you still rolling? Yeah, this is ridiculous. Like, why do we need Sean Penn to like most people don't even know who the fuck he is. That's not true. People know who Sean Penn is. No, like kids, millennials, they don't know who the hell he is. Well, millennials, millennials, you and I are millennials. Well, I mean, like, what's the Gen Z? Is that what it is? Yeah, I was going to say that whatever the next gen is. uh... That's just such an interesting thing. It's like, okay, why? (laughs) Why is Sean Penn having to address with the mayor? Because now people are going to actually believe believe the mayor more. (laughs) It's like, they're going to make it fun? What are they doing? I don't get it. He didn't didn't answer. So yeah, Sean Penn. Sean Penn. Famous for such films as I Am Sam and uh, what's the one with Tom Cruise? Tom Cruise is Sam. I am Tom Cruise. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, what's the one where he's like mentally? No, that's Dustin Hoffman. Oh. Rain Man. I'm sorry, I'm Dustin. I think uh, racist. <laughs> They're both white guys and he's racist. <laughs> um, gotcha. Yeah, okay. Dustin, uh, Dustin you're invited on the show. But wasn't there a movie where he was that I am Sam where he was slow? Correct. Yes. He oh, okay, was. okay. That's Never I am mind. Sam with Michelle Pfeiffer and uh, and Sean Penn and Dakota Fanning. Actually, it was actually a very good movie. Now that I'm now that I was a great movie, great soundtrack was in it. Nice. I haven't listened to the soundtrack. Oh, the soundtrack is to me the even better than the movie. They I'm had sure. all these I'm sure. amazing artists recut the Beatles song so it's all a soundtrack of other artists covering Beatles songs and nice. it's so good that's awesome the wild, they pass, they slip away the universe. yeah I think Fiona Apple they've got I mean I don't even know let me look it up because I am Sam but yeah it's totally worth listening to 
Um, Amy Mann, Michael Pen- uh, two of us, Sarah McLaughlin, Rufus Wainwright, Ben Harper, Eddie Vedder, Ben Folds, Cheryl Crow, The Black Crows, uh, The Vines, Crows. Howie Day, Crow Nick 777. Cave, Crow 777. <laughs> Crow 777. The Wallflowers. The Wahlbergs. The Wahlbergs. Granddaddy. Granddaddy. The Black Crows. I mean, yes. fantastic, fantastic record. Wow. Yeah, it's like now's the time to watch all these movies that if you've never seen them you know have you been seeing like movie lists where people are sending like hey if you haven't seen these movies you should watch these no actually i haven't i've been trying not to go on social media as much as i can it's it's i still get caught from time to time but i've tried i've tried to be more diligent about like who i watch who i I yeah pay attention to like i I watch a lot of this content by gary v oh yeah yeah you know gary gary vaynerchuk He's basically, I, I discovered him through Instagram. Yeah, me as well. So he's really big on social media as far as, he's like one of those uh, public speakers. He he kind of goes in and helps businesses figure out, you know, the things that are holding them back. Yeah, holding how, them to, how to properly run their business and get after mm-hmm. it. Yeah, and he's, he's currently doing these things called Tea with Gary Vee. He does them most mornings at, well, 6 a.m. L.A. time. Um, but he gets on and people have, have sent him questions and he, he and his team have kind of like gotten these people into a zoom meeting and, you know, he just does one at a time, like 10, 10 minute deals. And, uh, that's great. It is. I haven't seen any of them. I'm submitting, I'm submitting a question, but for some reason the, it's a text number, um, there where you submit questions and it's coming back with uh, service denied service access denied or something like that. So Interesting. I'm, I'm still. I'm trying to get in touch, but I'm. I'm gonna. I'm gonna be on at some point. Gary V blocked you. Maybe I was like this motherfucker. <laughs> he hasn't even said a word, and I'm uh, before he does. Yeah, he's kind of famous as well for like one of the things he did on uh, Instagram was he went to different garage sales and was saying, "Hey, like anyone can do this. You can go garage sailing. You can find all of these hidden gems yeah. if you know what to look for." And, my and my has, $8 crap may be worth $80 on eBay. Exactly. Like one of the big things he found was like this booklet of all these little pens. And they were from like so many. I don't even know what the pens were exactly, but pens, it was a booklet. Like writing, like writing pens or? No, like, like, like you're talking like Disney pendants. pins. Yeah. Like a pen you'd put on your shirt. Yeah. 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 Like a lapel pin. Like a lapel pin. Like yeah. A breast and cancer s- pin. Exactly. Exactly. A pink little ribbon. <laughs> um, But, uh, yeah, he found this booklet of all of these classic pins and the guy was going to sell them for like some ridiculous price per piece. But then he was like, ah, how about I just for the whole book, I, booklet, I can give you this. And the guy was like, cool. Yeah, I'll take the cash. And he come to find out that booklet was worth like, I don't know, an absurd amount of money. I mean, it's... I wonder Did how- you ever watch Comic Book Men? Uh-uh. I mean, that was kind of the whole premise of Comic Book Men, except it was like the uh the roles were reversed in that people would bring their their comic booky items to the shop you know gotcha fan-based stuff and you know they would either be worth a lot of money or they wouldn't and you know you kind of watch the negotiation process and you know they would they would give away a lot more information during the transaction um than i'm sure gary v does but uh yeah, I mean it's a, a similar thing. You're haggling. You're you're making a deal. Like, what's what is the convenience of having cash to you right now versus me doing all this work and and earning the money that I know I'm going to get 
from yeah. selling this stuff for what it's actually worth. Yeah, he's definitely like he's one of those inspirational types of people that really gets people off their ass like, "Hey, get your shit together, you can do this." You know, it's never too late, too early to start chasing your dreams, you know? I mean, right. a lot of people have been influenced to drop out of college because they didn't they were wasting their time and their money when they really knew what they already wanted to be doing. You know, that didn't require a degree, that didn't require being on that um you know, checking all the little ticker boxes of, I went to college for four years, I got my degree, then I got a job. It's like people going and chasing that nugget they think about. It's like that, I feel like college has been the time where a lot of people, if you think about history, you know, or what people have available to them now versus what people had before this, before technology, where there is a person that they swipe across that's a Gary V person. And all of a sudden, that's the voice that connects to them and makes them go, you know what? I don't need to go to college. I don't need to spend four years here. Or I've been here for a year and a half, two years. And I don't even want to know what I want to do, but I know I want to do that. And it yeah. kind of gives people that edge in, in history to really chase or pursue what they have always desired to pursue, where a lot of people fall into college and get swayed away from it. Because then you get the job because you got to pay back your loans and you got to... Right. You just get into that that little um, that little chasing the the carrot game of you know working a nine to five or. So it's nice to see that people like him are being heard. You know, I definitely think it, it's a good thing. I mean, for people to make their own choices, but also know why they're making their choices. You know. Yeah, he's. He is killing it and he's being the inspiration to at least me. I mean, that's, I'm seeing, you know, a couple hundred and people me. on each of his streams, you know, as he's doing it. But, you know, for me, I'm like, okay, so this is that plus a desire for me to propel myself forward during, during what we've got going on. When I like, I can't go out and do a bunch of this other stuff. I'm going to do as much as I can um because i'm going to be ready to to hit the ground running once stuff does open back up you know in yeah. in 42 40 yeah 42 days and i'm you know to me it's like i'm kidding cuz i feel yeah, yeah. cuz i feel like for the most part i've been in the mode where i am kind of a self starter i always have my own ideas i always want to do something creative you know right. like i i started doing this little weird like flash podcast on uh, Instagram. Oh, after hours, you do, man. After hours, with, I'm excited. With Songbird, I'm excited. Whenever yeah, so I, I kind of, it. it's fun. Yeah, it's like a fun little. Just at the end of the night, I just lay in bed and I do it, and I just let my thoughts flow wherever they flow in the moment, and try not to keep it too long or anything. But that's been kind of fun to do. I've I've had a lot of people hit me up, really liking them, and uh, you know, at the same time, do you do them live? I do. Like I lay in bed. What do you mean live? Oh, are live, on, live. Are you on live? Yeah. No, no, no. I could, haven't done it live, live yet. Could you do one live and invite somebody else on? I would. I would absolutely test could, that yeah. format out with you in a heartbeat. If you ever gave me uh, gave me a heads up, dude, I would love to. I'd love to be a a test live guest on on one of your your episodes. Yeah, totally. It would be fun. It 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 would be an interesting way to. To create content. I mean, I, I'm not one to go live often at all, but I do think that would be interesting, especially, you know, if there were people interacting with it. Because people can ask you questions while you're live and you can 
you know, go with it. Well, that's, that's, yes, that's part of it. You know, you, while you love authenticity and rawness, you do enjoy having control over, over it in case, you know, whereas going live, I can imagine, yeah, that's, that's something I avoid all the time. I don't like going (laughs) live. Yeah. You, you, you. You don't have any do-overs in a live setting. You just go with it. And and you know what? I should be used to that. I used to do theater. And I mean, we rehearse and rehearse and rehearse. Like, I know what I'm doing backwards and forwards, but it's still live. I fall on my ass. Yeah. The whole audience saw me fall on my ass. Yeah, and I think, you, you know, know... Yeah, it's true, yeah. That's, I think the, the, the fun part about it, like a like just a podcast version of that is you you really don't have... There is no actual expectation, like... People that know me or like that like the after hours stuff, like they listen to it. They get through all of it. I can see when people don't get through all of it and I totally get it because I don't know. I mean, for me, it's me doing it. So I I get that not everyone gets my humor or could give two shits about it. And it is a lot because a lot of times I, I'll put like at least 15 slides together. You do, man. They're long. They're long. And and it's, it's, I guess we'll call it out on Front Street because you just said that you can see how how far everybody gets into it. I very rarely listen to to more than a couple of, of the slides. Uh, yeah. Just because my brain, it just goes like, I'm like, all right, next, 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 yeah, next. Yeah, yeah. It's so hard when I'm in that zone to like stop and listen through to something like what you're doing. So Yeah, the other thing too is it's because I'm doing them, you know, I'm like doing four clusters of four at a time. I think that's what it allows me. I don't know why, but it only lets me record up to four oh. uh, before it cuts me off. And then so that's why it's always choppy and stuff is because it cuts me off. But um, but yeah, I've just been There's like posting be them. Reason. Yeah, I don't, I don't even know. Probably because anyway. they're like, oh, this guy posts too much. That's- no, 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 no. I'm talking about there's got to be a way that it's recording these videos that there's a file size limitation. And their system is set up to, all right, we can't let it get past this size. So we, we're finding a number and we're cutting everybody off at this and then they'll just have to restart. Yeah, but I know because I go live because I, I pop them up at, in clusters of four and then I'm recording the next cluster. So people will kind of watch if they catch it right when I'm doing it. They're fairly live. OK, yeah. Like the best way to listen to it is like after they're all they've all been uploaded because then you can listen to it in order and you can get through it of course. versus like, Oh, I just heard the first four. And then you jump back in like 20, 30 minutes later because you see my thing popped up again. Right. Um, but yeah, it's been fun, man. I like doing that. I've been doing some, uh, I did a music, I put out a song, uh, and kind of a music video ish kind of thing for a song called blind man who sees you did. That's awesome. Let's roll a clip. They're taking us down. Down to the river They gotta kill the blind man who sees I thought I had work I thought I had money Did we go? Where did we go? 
Good song. I saw I saw your first uh, I saw your first was that like a first demo like you had done? I mean, I guess you had spent the day writing that song. And then what yeah, you so played I wrote, raw in black and white with your like night vision setting with your fucking glowing eyes and shit. Yeah, like I had a like I wrote the song a couple nights before I actually recorded that video. So I, I wrote the song probably in seriously like 20 minutes, 30 minutes. And nice. then the next day I decided to produce up a track for it because I knew I wanted to play it live and I grabbed a lot of the videos that I've put up in the past have been just me with an acoustic or with an electric um, singing a song, you know, just very stripped. But then I thought it'd be really fun to do a different style video where I could just sit on my bed, hold my microphone and sing to a track that I built yes. off of this song. And so I didn't really know what the song was going to sound like. I kind of wanted it to be raw and very simple. But then as I started working on it, I started hearing all these different production ideas and I just turned it into what it was and popped it out. You know, it's something I wouldn't typically, like it doesn't exist on Spotify. I'll probably put them up on like a band camp, um, but they don't exist on Spotify or anything like that. So you can't stream it on platforms or anything aside from Insta. Uh, Instagram. Yeah, right. So I'm I'm also trying to use that as my like main source of trying to build numbers and an audience there. Good. Because I'm seeing the value of that platform as far as like Oh, good. You I, know. I've actually got a I've got a slide deck that uh Gary Vaynerchuk put out. It's how to create 64 pieces of content in a day. And you know, I mean, it's going to be one of those that's like do this and then take a screenshot of this and post it here and post it there and doing all this kind of stuff. But, you know, I mean, this is this is pieces of advice, and I don't know if any of it would help. I mean, you put out a lot of content on your own. You've got all these characters, like your Joker characters recently have been incredible. <laughs> um, you better not cross me. I'm feeling a little randy. Yeah, dude. Yeah, it's like <laughs> uh, the one where you're like your eyebrows are fucking huge. You Hi guys. Have your loading yeah. coffee. Hi. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So <laughs> it's you know you're you're doing a good job. Gary V's doing a good job. You know we're. I'm doing what I can to try and build Eltree Media. I kind of got some slaps of reality this past week just because there's a, you know, a potential gig we've been let know about and and we've got to like certify ourselves and do take a bunch of steps in order to officially become a company that even qualifies for these jobs. Yeah. Unfortunately, um, a lot of the services that would help us do this are closed down during the coronavirus or uh, are operating under very like minimal staff, in which case I really can't do some elements. Yeah. So, you know, I'm, I'm at the starting line of, of starting this kind of stuff up and in a, in a slightly unfortunate time, but you know, I, it's going to happen. You know, this is recently the last like four or five weeks have been have felt different i've i've felt a you know kind of a different motivation coming out of me um i've been seeing different results you know i've been more intentional with uh, uh being appreciative but being intentional as well and yeah and being like I, i've got to be disciplined on these elements because nobody else is going to set up my business for me i have to do yeah. this you know and you know in order to have my best day do the things that i want to do i've got to know right up front what it is that i want to accomplish for the day which means as soon as i get up 4 30 in the morning i'm planning i'm like in my planner and like I, I just get it in my head this is what you want to do today yeah 
It's great. You it's know, weird, but it's great. Yeah, I think that's so important. I think that's such a good practice as well. It's like, you know, that's the thing with me is I, I don't really know. Some days I know what I need to, to do, but days like when I wrote that song, I didn't know what I was going to do that day. I didn't know what content. I just knew I made a commitment that I would post that song this week. I would do a live of it. And then when when it changed, I switched it up. I was like, oh, shit, I'm going to produce up a track. Oh, shit, I'm going to actually release it, yeah. put it out. Ooh, okay. And I did that with the song Toast as well. But it's like these little flash projects that I feel... I, they they fill my soul like to do stuff like that because when I feel that inspiration to do it and to go and just create and get so focused on something, I feel extremely satisfied and accomplished at the end of the day, knowing that I committed to this thing and made this thing happen. And I don't know, those are like my those are different kinds of drugs, I would say, is just knocking things off of a, you know, not really knowing what I want to do, but knowing that that inspiration will happen. Like all the little characters I do, I don't really ever pre-plan any of that. It's just like, it just happens randomly. But those it's are things kind of, that when when the appropriate time comes in a an actual conceptualized project, you might be able to pick some of these from from obscurity and like actually totally, yeah. bring in your uh, your eyebrow man into the Millie McCormick show at some exactly. point or whatever, you know? Yeah, because it's like that character, for instance, was like, Oh, it'd be funny if I was like staring into my coffee and then <laughs> I just used this face and did like a hi, you know, uh, yeah. morning, you yeah. know, and uh, people responded so well to it that I was like, okay, I'm going to just do these randomly. I love and, it that you've got this loading wheel with the coffee. Yeah. yeah. That's great. Just waiting for it to, to unfreeze. <laughs> but, you know, it's, it's, it's been fun to just do little things like that, to stay creative, to stay active as a, as somebody who just. What's up? Does he? I'm sorry. You got me. You, you you explained that in a way that just opened up the possibilities that there's actually a reason that what of what's going on. So what I'm looking at, just tell me if I'm right. This this character starts an insta uh, an Instagram thing, and he, every time he starts it, he starts it with the back facing camera, looking down at his golf, and he's like, "Oh shit." And then it's like takes forever because he's got some old phone and it's wheel, the wheeling and dealing. And suddenly when it does turn around, it surprises him because you do have that face. You're like, oh, hi. Yeah. Time, yeah, exactly. Is that is that close? Is that kind of that's totally what it is. That's, it's just yeah, that's exactly what it looks like. Yeah, I, I kind of I don't know. I, I love doing those little things because that's fun. I don't know. I feel like I spend a lot of days, to be honest. I mean, I've told you this stuff, but um, I deal with a lot of depression and I feel like. Those are like the sides of me that when I'm feeling like, I don't know, when I'm not in that mode, yeah, those things happen, you know, and I, I, I don't know, I'm just grateful to like be somebody that at least tries to put content out there, even if it's not that great or whatever. Yeah. It's fun for me and it keeps me, you know, interacting with people that are following me on my feed, you know. I try and do something productive every day and, and hopefully to the future benefit of what it is that we're doing. Like you are creating content in order to get followers and like gain experience in that market. Hopefully I'm building the skeleton and the building in which we can now house all that shit um, yeah. as, as an actual company and, and, you know, market ourselves as, as a service company, as a media company, you know, some uh, uh, storytelling, you know, just, just, doing the things that we love and, and helping facilitate everybody else who wants to do them as well. That's, yeah. that is my dream. That is what I understand to be your dream. Yeah, definitely. You know? I mean, it's, I totally, 
have have such a passion for creating things and obviously limited by you know budgets and in that that kind of thing that's the one thing that I know has been holding me back a lot is like some of the things that I want to make I just cannot I don't have the cash to do it so it's it's like trying to slowly build and and Try, trying to get an audience to trust you as a creator. And, you know, I think dealing with depression as, as well has affected the, the amount of content I put out versus what I wish I was putting out. Um, yeah. And that, and that to me is something I'm, I'm personally working on, something that I've been very, very aware of. Um, but, I, you know, back to even talking about Out of Shadows, it's like I've, I have literally put so many heavy things in my head and there's not a lot of people talking about those heavy things to where right. it's like, okay, we are all here to heal each other from this awareness now. And there are people that do that, which is why I I do listen to a lot of content where people are aware of these types of things because they know the the frustration and the pain and the sadness. Right. And they also provide the encouragement and the hope and the, you know, hopefully the conscious pathway that we can all work this out together by being aware of it together and so i i don't know it's like i feel like a lot of the stuff i've dealt with as a as an artist i have dealt with a lot of information in my head that's really affected my well-being in a sense that right you know depression isn't fun it's it's fucking depressing man <laughs> well i mean and i imagine but it's like, therapeutic for you to be creating these flash projects i mean every day that i do something that's yeah. productive and that i feel like i took a major chunk out of a, a goal list you know i have i i feel great i feel really good yeah. not necessarily you know puffed up and proud of myself but i'm like yeah great i i knocked out five pages of the scripts today or i did this you know at least at least i know how uh how much work it's going to take to get certified with this LA Metro deal and whatnot. You know, I mean, it's going to take a lot of work, but at least yeah. I know more today than I knew yesterday. Heck which yeah. was nothing, you know, I, I'm glad I could, I'm glad I could chat with Ian Nelson. Um, cause he, he did that exactly. You know, I mean, he did this exact thing. Um, Shut up. Bubba's chop shop. Bubba's chop shop. He, uh, yeah, I mean, he, he pointed me in the direction of the resources he used and the people. And he's like, tell them I sent you and they'll hook you up, man. And it's all free. That's it's great. all fucking government paid for. That's the other That's thing. That's great. I'm like, oh my goodness, this is awesome. Everybody who is involved in this small business enterprise, dude, they are willing to bend over backwards to help us right yeah. now. I just have to pick up, we, you know, it, it's, it's getting out there and doing more of those flash projects or doing more of the like webinars. Like I've done, I've done two or three webinars in the past couple of days, you know, just learning all of this stuff, you know? So I'm going to have to go back to nice. school, man. Yeah. Did you notice? I, uh, I don't know if I, if it was done on, on the last show we did, but I have sound panels in my room. That's right. In I the was, studio. I was going to ask yeah. like what, what's, uh, I basically, uh, my cousin Chris and I built, uh, a huge eight foot by eight foot cloud for my ceiling. Cloud. So it basically hangs down. A cloud is essentially it's a sound panel that dampens any reflection off of a wall. Essentially, what is it? It's a it's a wood frame filled with some sort of insulation that that absorbs sound. Exactly. You yeah. Know? I mean, so it's, it's like it's like blankets, but it's not blankets. Those are fucking heavy. Yeah. It's it's super thick. It's like a thick insulation that just squashes sound. I mean, even when we set up the panels. And got all the insulation in them, and and because we, we built them outside, right? And just hearing the traffic standing behind it change so dramatically, 
It was crazy, man. So they've basically killed, I would say right now, I've got about 90% of the reflection in my studio killed. Um, the, the other surfaces that I have that I need to figure out is my desktop. Right. Because I have a huge conference table desktop that, you know, everything is on. And that definitely has a reflection. Um, and then also there's two walls. My window I need to cover with a floor-to-ceiling uh, really thick drape yeah. that I'm going to buy. But it's again, it's all... I have to do this stuff in pieces because it's expensive. Like, the setup that I have in this studio would have been probably around two to $3,000 if I would have hired someone to come in and just do it. And so... I only spent, I think, just under 300 on materials. Nice. That's awesome. Um, and you know so, what? You can actually hear you guys go into detail on a brand new podcast that actually drops today. Exactly. We're going to Vegas. Yeah. and lobsters. So 75th episode, we're celebrating that milestone. We're also celebrating 420 and the launch of a new podcast where my cousin and I were both producers. Congratulations, Thank you. Dude. Thank you. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, it's great. It's great to to be launching a, a whole new show. Yeah, Chris and I, we're like, well, we're locked in this COVID, so let's make the best of it. Maybe we should start a podcast. And what would we do? What would we, were we just going to shoot the shit? And I was like, well, we're kind of, I'm already in a podcast like that and that's high dare, but it's... It's more uh, musically focused. So the first three episodes that we're dropping, they're kind of us figuring out what we want to do with it. Yeah. I mean, but you, guys, the next... you guys still account for stories that are, are music related and you're you're talking about your sound panels and all sorts. Of exactly. Stuff. Yeah. 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 And so it'll evolve into it's going to evolve into um, us interviewing other producers, us kind of deconstructing pieces of stuff, songs that we're working on, because him and I are working on an album right now. So we're also documenting that process. And we want to share the the bits and pieces as we as we yeah. go forward with the audience. And and also just if anybody has questions about music production or sound design or anything like that in general that has anything to do with, you know, working in the studio, that's kind of our that's kind of going to be that main place. So the the We're Going to Vegas was initially like you know, you're 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 getting the hell out of Dodge. You know, it's a it's a escapism. You know, because a lot of the stuff that we do as artists, songwriters, producers, is you're creating content for people to consume, and that is a form of escapism. So, you know, like Vegas is that total. Uh, it embodies everything about escaping reality when you go to Vegas. Aside from the fact that you're going to spend a lot of money, right? <laughs> you could lose a lot of money. You know, a lot, but. But it is a place where people go just to escape, and and we're going to Vegas was like the perfect title that we thought, yeah, let's just make a music podcast that, you know, just kind of plays off of that idea of throwing the throwing the kids in the old 1950s station wagon, right? And uh, obviously, the cover is an, a UFO basically uh, ha- has abducted the person getting in the vehicle. So we definitely get into weird conversations on, like I think our second episode we talked we talk about. Uh, simulation theory and things like that have you ever looked into simulation theory i have i love it it's mind-blowing it's so cool simulation theory proposes that all of reality including the earth and the universe is in fact an artificial simulation most likely a computer simulation the hypothesis has been a central plot device in many science fiction stories and films if you believe in simulation theory there's almost a hundred percent chance that 
it's it's much much a much higher chance. And and the thing is, we we can sit there and scoff at it like, well, that's not possible. Look at how real everything feels. But we don't know what how more how much more real it could be because we have nothing to compare it to. Right. Kind of nerdy subjects most people don't like, but. I think it will, it will find its audience that really appreciates the kind of content we're going to be putting out. But it's going to get better and better and tighter. And, you know, it's under an hour. I, th- I think the uh, we're going to try to keep it very short, concise, and give people lots of cool tidbits of info on music nice. and production. Well done. So we'll see. We'll see how it evolves. But it's it's been fun to do so far. That's awesome. Yeah. Well done, dude. Well, it's, uh, it's been real, man. Thanks it has for been doing real. the show. No, it's been fun, man. I'm excited that we hit 75 and, you know, we'll yeah, see dude, where we go. That's so awesome. We we sat at 70, what, 71 for such a long time. Mm-hmm. And to be finally at 75, we kind of like inched our way, you know, I don't know. We, yeah. We'll see. We'll see what number we get to by the end of the year. You know, we we said 12, we said once a month, but I don't know, man, for some reason I'm I'm feeling, I'm feeling we may, we may have a bonus in there or two. We'll see. Exactly. Yeah. That's how it goes with Hyde Air. That's the way it goes. That's the way it goes. Well, stay safe, everybody. And stay healthy. Stay safe. And definitely stay healthy. And stay thirsty, my friends. And stay hungry for truth. So for this time... For, di- for this time... So for this time on High Dare, I'm Ian. And I'm Joe. And leave it to Sean Penn to give us all our info. Gotta, Gotta go. go. <laughs> Follow us on Twitter at HiDarePod. Get your ass online because uh, HiDare.com misses you. Oh, did you stop? Okay, I'm going to stop.